0: Listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective.
1: Good days.
0: Welcome to the Good Days Podcast with Eddie and Charlie. Um, we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and hopefully did not gain too much weight, maybe, over Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving.
1: Little turkey day. Yes. That, that okay. ham.
0: Are you turkey or ham?
1: Yes. You're both. <laughs> You're both. I, I don't want to offend either one, so...
0: <laughs> when you have an ideal Thanksgiving, okay, not mm. not what we just experienced, but your ideal Thanksgiving... Are are you like you want one celebration, or do you have like multiple celebrations for Thanksgiving? You know, go to both sides of the family and do your own. Th- I mean, what what what's your ideal situation?
1: Well, it's 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 based on family, of course, but yeah. it's split up for us basically Thursday, Saturday. So, long story, we can't get into that, but. So you like to have a uh, one on
0: Thursday and one on Saturday?
1: For yes. And different <laughs> different kinds and yes. different food. But the Thursday, the the late lunch. So you kind of get into lunch around two o'clock, a little early, a yeah. little breakfast snack. Okay. Big Thanksgiving mm-hmm. lunch slash dinner, depending where you're from in the world. Yeah. Then it's about 7.30. all the leftovers are hanging mm. out. Reheat, yes, and you just keep eating it. Oh, yeah. So for us,
0: Good again, it it, d- it does depend on the day, but this year all the family can't get until Friday, mm-hmm. so we're celebrating. We celebrated on Friday, and we, we do turkey and ham, and so mm. it's it's not one or the other; it's both. Honey baked, yes, and then of course leftovers as well. But then we, we do curry this is a tradition for our immediate family. Our kids, the, my wife makes this chicken curry that's just unreal. And then we have all these toppings, all these fruit toppings, and it has some salt and sweet, so bananas and cheese and mm. raisins and coconut and peanuts and bananas and, uh, and pineapple. And it's just this sweet and salty. Sa- it's just, oh, it just, this it explodes in your mouth, this different flavors. And it's just so good. So we do that the following day.
1: A virtual cornucopia flavor.
0: <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I'm glad you got that word in there. You know. Okay. <laughs> So, to the podcast. Yeah. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Hey, before Um,
1: this podcast, can I make a quick announcement? Yeah. Yeah, please. So, uh, we do a Bible study with our football team. Oh, my goodness. This is uh, good right
0: here. This is really good.
1: On uh, uh, one of our last ones Mm -hmm. uh, for the season, six, seven, it was eight players Mm -hmm. made commitments for the first time.
0: Eight guys on the football team. Yeah make commitments Jesus. to Christ.
1: Yes. A lot of we the invitation was open ended. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of people rededicating their lives or recommitting. But then it was pretty direct, pretty, yeah. pretty specific. And what an amazing night. That's so good. And yeah. Jameis and Levi are team captains. I mean, mm-hmm. for the Bible study. They're such great leaders. Both it's about of them. relationships. And I was telling people earlier, it's like, well, do you just run in at seven? It's like, no, you know, it's it's like. It starts more like 430 in the afternoon get over to practice you're in yeah. practice all day yeah y- y- why they promote lead. the bible study that night that night you know coach is amazing Good. always Good. super supportive he'll have me pray at the end of practice whatever we'll hang out why why the players are you know getting cleaned up and all that kind of stuff i'll go mm-hmm. grab the food we get the room ready people come early so great and then after it's over we hang out and watch thursday night football mm-hmm. about the first half mm-hmm. it's been on the game <laughs> Depending on how some, many people, some hang out. games are better than others. Yeah, it's just incredible time, bro. So Super
0: good, cool. and and then you you have a spread of food for them every night that people donate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is amazing. And they then donate you,
1: the money. I go buy the and food. and you go buy the food. Yeah, that's true. And, and then, just just so for youth ministry's sake, if you got to feed a group of people, you know we think of classic pizza, right? But Wendy's. Mm. Has a great deal on chili, and their chili is better than people would ever. Their chili is so good, and you can buy a lot of chili Chili
0: for two hundred fifty bucks.
1: Yes, it's cheaper than pizza, and and it really goes a long way. Yeah, and KFC. Oh, okay. For the same amount of pizza that I can buy for sixty players, I can get chicken and whole massive pans Mm -hmm. of mac and cheese. Mm. I'm just saying, yeah, there's options there's options out there. besides pizza, yeah, okay, so Charlie,
0: you've been actually doing this Thursday night Bible study for the football team for how long now?
1: well, six years
0: six years yeah. since the very inaugural season, you've been hosting a Bible study for the football team on every Thursday night of the of the season. yes, that's phenomenal
1: and it, it's actually it feels like local church ministry because mm. nobody has to come you know we start out with three players. Mm. In in the dorm room, wow! When we first started it, and then you know, yeah.
0: So it's not mandatory by the team. This is all by choice. It's the players that are pushing it and supporting it, and and to, and encouraging their teammates to come. Yep. And you and did you say sixty. Yeah. Sixty players
1: come. That's half the team.
0: Whoa, that's phenomenal, folks. I mean, and and one of the things that you know, unless you know the Iwu athletic culture, and and you all may not know this, but. I have never seen an athletics department at any university mm. that is so committed to mentoring their, their, their athletes spiritually. Mm. I mean, every coach that I'm aware of, every coach is committed to that process of discipleship with yeah. their players. It's amazing.
1: And it, and every sport's different. I mean, as you know, as a coach yeah. and, and we've been involved in athletics our whole lives, it's, it's having 120 five people on the team Mm -hmm. is is a lot of people it's a lot
0: it's a lot to manage to lead to equip to
1: to know to dig to know them
0: intimately yes to have a relationship with them and 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 i you know we're not really to the content of our podcast but and yet we are okay Mm. i mean what's been a couple things for you that has like you can point to and go this has been so good to do because Really, you've, you've started, like you said, three people, inaugural season, and you've just been at the task of building relationships for six years
1: now. Well, it's like local church ministry. Yep. You've got to get the right volunteers, mm-hmm. you've got to recruit your lead volunteers. Mm-hmm. So, for example, right now, Levi and Jameis, you know, uh, uh, Jameis has been, you know, a fixture in, in the defensive backfield his whole career, mm-hmm. you know, starting safety. He he's a vocal leader of the team, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You you have Levi, who's been a fixture on the offensive end, and this year set breaking all records, three receiving records. records in an offensive category. Both Godly. Yeah. In fact, we had a, a a player, and I don't I don't have permission to use his name, so I won't use his name here. But said in the Bible study. During this commitment time, that he wanted to be like Jameis and mm-hmm. Levi. Wow, wow. he see, he saw their example, and so it's choosing the right leaders, mm-hmm. and that was that's always a challenge that uh, you're working on because it's just not having a Bible study. It's going to practice. Mm-hmm. It's going to lunch. It's you know, it's like being in the high school you know or yeah, middle right. school lunchroom where people are looking at you weird, and you know, walking in practice and connecting with a bunch of players who don't know you that mm-hmm. much or don't care, Mm -hmm. you know, and you still have to go and still got to go to them, be positive relationships, fist bump and game day. And, and, and all of a sudden things happen in their lives. Next, you know, we're having these prayer requests about things that happened to them. And, and then the doors open and And you walk through it, you walk through it, but it's, it's,
0: it's really a lot, a lot like local church ministry. It is very crazy. Same type of principles are applied to this, you know, if we can call it, you're the chaplain of the football team. So, Mm -hmm. Really, really cool.
1: And and when people say, "Well, I want to, you know, come speak at the Bible," so it's like, "Great, be there at four thirty, yeah, and be ready to stay till nine thirty or ten, right?" Because when we finished uh, Thursday night, and we had, you know, all this food, whatever, it was a forty five minute cleanup. Yeah, I got to make right. sure the chairs are back. Right, I got to clean the area where the food was at. I got I got to take out the trash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no magic fairy that just floats in and and
0: does all that.
1: Yeah. This this is behind the scenes, local church ministry. And if if I left that amount of trash for the maintenance staff the next morning, shame on me. Mm -hmm. And that's the key thing about what we're talking about volunteers. Like we went into it in the first part of this series and we've talked about volunteers in other podcasts. Mm-hmm. But this needed to come back, yeah, because there's so many people there's, asking. There's so much
0: it. that it entails volunteers, and we've had. So, you're right. So many people have been talking to us about. Can mm-hmm. you dive deeper into volunteers? So this is actually part two. Part two of volunteers. So make sure you check the first episode um, on volunteers, and this is episode two on volunteers.
1: Lot of lot of shout out to this to Nate Kingsbury. Right, way to go, Nate. Priscilla Yoon. Yep, Priscilla. They, in, uh, in
0: in writing this chapter in your book,
1: right. right, and so it was a it was a great opportunity to have some veteran pastors out there. Nate Kingsbury is very good at mm-hmm. developing staff, getting volunteers, no matter where he's been. Mm-hmm. And then Priscilla was a student here before she graduated, and her along with Paula Ray and several other people, you know, that were students, were contributors mm-hmm. doing background research. You know, we talk about this in class. It's like, okay, we just spent a couple weeks about volunteers in class. Now bring these notes back. And so the the top ten that we're gonna call right now mm-hmm. are are that. It's a mix of of this is what Nate dropped in. Mm-hmm. All right. And he and he's again, big shout out to him. Yep. It's great. So these are ones that we all agree with and we talk about it a lot. So the first one is this on the top ten is if you see the gifts in a person outside of their connection with you in ministry, then you engage with them about your ministry. That's good. So see their gifts someplace else mm-hmm. and be open to see their gifts. Now, one of the things that's
0: that's interesting too is because we have to find people who complement our gifts as mm-hmm. well. We can't get people just like us. We actually need people who are... That, that have different gifts than we do and can like fulfill the entire ministry mm-hmm. of what's going on. If we only got the people that look like us, who talk like us and were gifted like us, we're going to, to only reach a limited amount of people. Right. So this is, this is good. This whole thing about um, looking for people's gifts and watching them serve in other capacities.
1: So it means you have to be engaged outside of your ministry. Mm-hmm. You have to see people in the lobby. You have to, you have to be a part of things that are happening around the church or in the community. Mm-hmm. You have to know things just besides your ministry, so you you can't be tunnel visioned, right? Where it's I, it's only the people engaged yes. in my ministry that I'm connected to. It's like no, I've I've recruited people off little league softball fields, and, and you know things from that the I'm community. Doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, that are part of the church or they come. It's like hey, we could use you know, and you see their gifts. Right. Now the second one, I, I really like this one as well, but uh, um, don't seem desperate when you ask. Mm-hmm. When you make a pitch to somebody that you want them to be a part of volunteer, you know, or or you make an announcement, like we talked about, which is okay in certain- Certain sense, situations. But you can't be desperate, mm-hmm. right? It's like, if you come across de- that, hey, not, you know, this isn't working, it's, don't be desperate, don't be negative. Positive and proactive, K Love. <laughs> Thank you for getting K Love in there. I've just got whatevs, you know. But it's like be positive and proactive. It's so true. So Re- don't seem desperate. Number three. Yeah. Can
0: Can I just one other okay. thing about Let's the go. desperate thing? When you're When you're selling a vision with people in terms of hey, get involved in this ministry. Mm. I don't think desperation sells. No. You know it. It there needs to be a level of 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 confidence that you have a vision, yeah. and you're and what you're doing is you are letting them know that vision. Yes. And so, instead of we're desperate volunteers, volunteers, we are recruiting volunteers based on vision.
1: Yep. Ah, oh, couldn't agree more, Coach. Yeah. Thanks. And then you think about the next one as we keep on rolling along. Number three is, I think, it's so critical. We talked about it in our first. Part, our, our, part, our, one. part one of this, but the best recruiting is word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you've got to. Your volunteers are going to recruit other great volunteers. Yeah, let them talk for mm-hmm. you. Let mm-hmm. them be engaging for you. It's like, you know, let their voices have some impact.
0: Yeah. And even students are going to recruit really good volunteers. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, they, they are interacting with some adults, hopefully within the church, yeah. and they've, they've got their kind of uh, ear to the ground, if you will, and they, they've got some ideas of who they want to be mentored by
1: you know and, and that goes both ways that we hate to say this but on the season of the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. um there can be negative recruiting as well
0: yes there can so talk a little bit about that the negative recruiting you know if, if what does that look like If you're
1: not doing well with this situation with a person with your teams you know that that can happen too mm-hmm. or or there can be a, a breakdown in a relationship and that one person Everybody else might be doing well. It might be good with all of your other leaders, but one leader, something's not working for whatever reason. And they could be negative. They could be
0: you know, shading the ministry with a really poor light.
1: So you you can't ever react. Mm -hmm. You just respond with number four and that's vision. Good. Always have like a a clear vision. And you don't have, it doesn't have to be a, a 27 page document, <laughs> but when you're in that original conversation, like, well, what's the vision? Our vision is this. Mm-hmm. We want to help students, you know, and then you go at it. Mm-hmm. What is your vision yes. for the ministry? This is our
0: vision. This is our mission. These are our core values. Yeah. And do you want to be a part of something that is changing, transforming the lives of students?
1: Now we kind of mess around with this a little bit, but what's the difference between vision and mission? And, and... Mm-hmm. My head, vision is the big arching yes, overall, the principle. overall arching principle, and and mission. Okay, here's how you're going to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with you on that.
1: Yeah, is that cool? Yeah, now I, I think with vision too, it's like uh,
0: and and they should be memorable statements, yeah. short, memorable, and then yes. you may have core values that are attached to that.
1: Yeah, so once you've gotten in a door with those first four, Number I mean, five. Th- th- those are the open doors. The yep. next ones, now when you get that that appointment or you take somebody out to coffee, then you begin to define the expectations. Mm. So define the expectations for your leaders. Can I share with you something really quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I had Wayne Schmidt in in class when he uh, was the president of Wesley Seminary. Mm. And and he had left his pastor in Michigan at Kentwood. And Mm. this is before he became the grand poobah of the Wesleyan church. you know, our, our general superintendent. And he was Chala over here hanging out, and I had him in class every semester. That's great. And he always took us through what's called MUMI, mutually M, understood you, ministry expectations, mm-hmm. M-U-M-E, MUMI. And yeah. it's like, well, that's not very difficult. No, it's amazing mm-hmm. if you implement it. Yeah, I mean, anybody can draw up a play on a chalkboard and say this will win. It's not about the plays that you draw up. It's not even about the plays that the other team knows about. It's can you execute? Can you execute? It's good. That's a that's a shout out to Coach Prime Deion Sanders. Yep, way to go, Deion. You got it. Executing. Prime time. So when you think about mutually, that means we both understand. It's just not my expectation for you, but you receive it. And you can repeat that expectation, Mm -hmm. mutually understood, so okay, because a lot of the times— I get it. I can do that. Yeah, conflict comes when it's like, I don't understand what you want from me. So you have to start short, small, and sweet, not overbearing. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, uh, disappointment comes from unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who I heard that from, but I thought it was a great little line. I'm going to say it again. Disappointment comes from unmet expectations. So, so many times we ask people to be a part of our ministry, but we don't define those expectations. One, they have no idea what they're supposed to be doing. So they show up and they go, what am I supposed to be doing? Two, then they don't really grasp the vision because they don't have any type of role or expectation. Mm -mm. So they don't understand their role. They don't understand the vision. They don't understand their expectation. And they will then generally just drop off and stop volunteering. And they'll be super disappointed. So this one meets that, hey, here's defining your role. Here's defining our expectations of those who volunteer in our ministry. And we talked a little bit about last, last week about the idea of uh, you actually may have very specific roles for different people. Yes. Um, and so it's defining those expectations mm-hmm. too. Now, I, used to, I actually used to give a contract. Um, and on that contract, we had about 20, 21 expectations. And one was to tithe to the church, like a tither of record. That was one of the expectations. So we had 20 or 21 of these expectations, and they would sign it, and I would sign it, almost like a contract. We had a start date and an end date, and it was only for a year. And that way they can opt out if they feel like this isn't a good fit for them, or we can opt them out if we don't think it's a good fit for them, and we want not get them in place into a different ministry in the church.
1: That's really good. Yeah, really, really sounds like a defined, very
0: defined. Sounds like a veteran.
1: That's sounds like a veteran. <laughs> okay, we keep on rolling because yeah, we're going go. to speed number round. Six. Number six is you got to make time to recruit.
0: Yes, yes. No, there's two it's parts. Most, of one this. of the most important things you can do. So you got to make time for it. Good.
1: So part one. So make time to recruit means that that you schedule it. Mm. But number two, part two of that is you're always recruiting.
0: Yeah, nonstop. Yes. You're looking, you're talking, having conversations, you're building relationships mm-hmm. with different people in the church. Yes. And it depends
1: good. on your personality. It's like, okay, I'm I'm not doing this well. I'm going to really schedule time to do this. But when you schedule time to do it, you, you have to schedule time when people are naturally there too. Mm-hmm. So you might say, it's like, I never have time on Sunday morning. Make time. time. Figure something out. You know, or make it ten minutes. Create
0: some margin in your
1: schedule. Yeah, I, I know it's tough. We get, we get it. This is yeah. Very you got, difficult. Th- there's
0: a lot going on, and yeah. everyone's super busy. But this is one of the most important things we could do.
1: Mm-hmm. I this is tough. So easy to read these. Very, very difficult to actually live them out and execute. Mm-hmm. All right, number seven. All right, you got to develop a pool. Mm that that might be recruits down the road, mm-hmm. that you notice them somewhere else. And so keep a list in your office. Mm-hmm. Someplace it's like, ooh, this is not the right time for them now, but mm-hmm. what about but later?
0: Maybe in six months from now yes. or a year from now.
1: Yes. Or even
0: three years from now.
1: They might not be ready right now, but they might they be, ready be ready next year. Yep. Oh. It's great. I like that. All right, keep and rolling. Yeah, keep eight. rolling. Number eight. You've got to constantly keep your notes. Take notes incessantly. You it's this like, what 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 does that mean? It's like we can't remember everything. No, we can't. You gotta have it down on paper. Constantly. Like on you, your
0: computer or something.
1: On your phone. Yeah. I mean, I talk about this a lot too, you know, in, class, in your classes. In classes. When uh I remember having this meeting, first staff meeting I remember where where at Skyline, uh, John Maxwell happened to be running the staff meeting that day. Mm -hmm. And I was walking down, and there was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about 120-some people going to staff meeting. And Larry Lamb, this guy, pulled me off the side. He goes, hey, what are you going to write with? It's like, what?
0: He's trying to give you a heads up.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Larry. Bro, it's like, if you walked in there and you weren't taking, you notes, weren't prepared to take notes. You're not a leader. Yeah. And I, unless you're a savant and you have a memory,
0: I don't have that kind like of like a memory. steel trap.
1: Yeah, it, that's not me. <laughs> I take. I I'll tell people in class. I'll pull up my phone. It's like I'm not texting. I'm, I'm taking, taking notes. notes in chapel. If I'm sitting next to people in church or chapel, I pull my. It's like I'm taking notes. That's taking so, notes so
0: incessantly. Uh, so last, yesterday in church, um, I'm sitting there during the worship time and I, I have a little journal that I keep notes for sermons specifically on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I leaned over to my wife and I said, oh my goodness, I left my journal in the car. It's like, I got to be taking notes. I, I've, I've got to, I got to keep learning. I, I need to slip out, slip back in. So I have to admit during the prayer time, I slipped out, r- literally ran to my car, grabbed my journal, ran back in. Thankfully, the prayer time was still going. That's a long prayer time. Mm. And snuck back into my seat so I can have my journal to take notes for the sermon. And I'm glad I did.
1: All right, number nine. Number nine. Create entry points.
0: Okay, what do you mean by that?
1: So there's got to be spots or times where it's like, hey, come check this out. Or, Mm. hey, if you want to see what we're Mm. doing, or it's a special event. No, you're not committed for the entire year. Hey, just see what, what we're a part of. Hey, I'm having, I used to do this at Skyline all the time, I'm having, you know, cooking out some carne asada or whatever. Come on over.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, oh, Hey,
1: there's the game on. If you guys want to hang out yeah, and invite people just to be a part of something socially. No, we're not having a meeting. It's just we're having a bunch of food, a bunch of our teams coming over. Come on over, hang out with that's us. That's great. And now there's an entry point.
0: So invite them to an event a Wednesday night, a Sunday night, whenever your group meets. And Dinner, just to, lunch, check, it yeah. Yeah, just to check it out. Yeah, just to check it out. And build that relationship with not only you but maybe a few other volunteers and maybe mm. people that are part of the ministry or whatever that's great i like and that. what's really
1: cool is once the culture is really beginning to develop your team will start to do that yeah they us do like, that hey, naturally and next thing you know, you're that's dropping great. in on their dinner yes because so they're inviting people over it's like hey why don't you buzz by here really quick mm. That's pretty so that's pretty cool. Yeah, trying that's, to get that's that's called
0: point. buy buy in by yeah. your other volunteers. Yeah, that's really now
1: good. I will say this. It was a learning curve. Because when you're a part of a ministry where you have to do everything and it all of a sudden and we're just being honest about the ugly part. Yes. Pretty soon, it's like, man, if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done right. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing it, well, then they respect me. If they're more committed to that other leader that's a volunteer as well, mm-hmm. you know, are, am I going to be the authority? And it means you have to allow other people to lead, too. Yeah, it's so true. And have I, and have influence. What happens if What happens? If you're not everybody's favorite? What happens if you're not every person's favorite? Right.
0: Their so small what? group leader might be their favorite. Yeah. And that's okay. I think you're pointing out some of the, the bad and ugly traps mm-hmm. um, and some of those bad and ugly traps are, one, you've just stated, uh, I'm the one in charge, therefore, I'm the one that has to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a bad trap. Two, or I'm the one that's not only in charge, if it's going to get done right, then I need to do it. So that's another trap. Yeah. Three, that jealousy you just mentioned, there could be jealousy of having other people help out and they're actually really good. Yes. And students or people might be drawn to them instead of you as the primary person. So that's a trap. For listen, we've got to instead of falling into these ugly traps, how can we equip other adults and release them into ministry so that they are leaning into their gifts? And you're not the only one ministering to them. Mm-hmm. You now have maybe an army of volunteers ministering into your area. And a lot of times we're speaking directly to youth pastors. So instead of maybe one youth pastor, can you have five? Mm-hmm.
1: Or can you have 10 or 20? It is uh, it's the law of the lid part of that. <laughs> it is
0: the law of the lid, bro.
1: This is tough one, but it, it, it's, it takes time to figure this out. And I think a lot of the times it's our insecurities that, mm-hmm. that don't allow it's, others to lead.
0: You're you're right, and 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 one of the things this is the maybe the fifth trap is we we don't allow others to lead, and what we do instead, it, what we should do instead is when we give away responsibility, we also have to give away authority, mm-hmm. and so they can tweak it and change it. Yeah, and we have to allow them to do that. Yes. Now, obviously, there's a lot of equipping. There's a lot of coaching. There's a lot of, you know, communication that's involved in this. But when we give away responsibility, we have to also give away authority.
1: You know, since we're talking about John Maxwell, we have to give a shout-out. John C. Maxwell. My name is Charlie, and I'm your friend. I believe in you. You're gold, John. Thanks, thanks, John. (laughs) That's Charlie's imitation of John I just gave—I just said— Thanks, bro, to John Maxwell. so good. <laughs> All right, number Sorry. 10. Yeah, get to number 10. Well, there's a lot of stories with him, so I, I'll, I'll maybe that's another podcast. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. I made a lot of money, like, pretending <laughs> I was John Maxwell at events. The people didn't know. He and that's t- not even a joke. He took his honorarium check. <laughs> that's what I wish. I should have done that. I didn't do that. I bet his I honorarium check. I shook a lot check. of hands, though. I- <laughs> I his honorarium check is a little bit different than yours. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What's
0: number ten?
1: You gotta constantly love on them. Mm. You gotta, you have to be constantly loving on people, loving on your volunteers, mm-hmm. celebrating you. are the biggest cheerleader.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Constantly, and it's but here's the kicker on that: it's got to be genuine.
0: Yeah, it does. Have to be genuine. Yeah, they it, know. It, people they, know. Yeah, they know when it's fake.
1: Right? You know. And
0: so, basically, what you're saying too, the number ten we have to love on our volunteers, is volunteers becomes maybe our first ministry. Like mm. that's that's one of the things that we we are investing deeply in our volunteers. Yes, as if it, this is part of our ministry. And so, instead of using them, we are building into them.
1: So, can you explain what it means to like patronize people <laughs> in this context?
0: I think in this context to patronize people
1: is patronize. Yeah. Sorry. Not patronize. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Patronize. Patronize them. Thank is, you. Dr. Is you
0: give them like you give them lip service, but there's no meaning or emotion or true care and concern behind mm-hmm. that. And so we might say the right things, but there's no action behind that. Mm-hmm. I think that's part, that's part of it. And, and that that's using people. I mean, that's using them in a way we're using them to advance our kingdom instead of uh, allowing them to be used by God and their gifts to be used by God. And when that happens, they feel like this is a blessing and not a burden. Yeah. So they want to feel like one of the goals, I think, with our volunteers is that they feel like this ministry is a blessing to them, not a burden to them.
1: That's why we think, and this is not in here, but, uh, that you have to have a regular, consistent time to celebrate your volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's good. And there's, and
0: you're so good at that, Charlie. Yeah, you are amazing yeah. at being a, an encourager and being a hype man to people.
1: So when you get them in, in the room or you have a dinner at your house or you take them out or whatever, and you get them all in the room together, that's a really good time mm-hmm. to say your thank yous and let mm-hmm. them know your heart. To celebrate them. Yes.
0: And by the way, even though volunteers aren't being paid... It's amazing how some of these little things goes a long way to mm-hmm. celebrate them, to encourage them, to verbally encourage them, notes, texts, encouragement, but also like having food at your staff meetings for your volunteers, um, taking them out for a, a coffee or taking them out for uh, lunch or dinner and you pay for it. Those kinds of things actually go a long ways. And yeah. it just is is an expression of thank you so much. For so, what you do.
1: so for us, this podcast, part two the, those ten are actually just the first ten. Mm. We bet mm. that you can come up with another twenty five. Yeah, that's so true. And we can come up with another twenty five, mm-hmm. or we brought somebody in; they'd come up with another five or six that are better than anything we just said. Mm-hmm. So we want this to be like a, a starter kit, you know, for yeah. volunteering.
0: How often would you meet with your entire volunteers?
1: I once a month.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: Yeah, especially in the larger context. Yeah,
0: we'd have a we'd have a staff meeting or a volunteer mm. meeting once a month to make sure to one, to celebrate them, to have some really good food, but also to do some business. Like, Hey, here's Mm -hmm. some, here's some stuff that we've got on the calendar. Here's where we need your help to, to, to talk about small groups, to talk about events, to talk about activities, to talk about camp, to talk about mission trips. And here's opportunities that you can serve.
1: And things have changed so drastically now with, with the way we can spread information. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have your group text, you can have the email groups, you can do whatever you want back in the day we had this thing where where you'd you'd have this phone service
0: <laughs> this phone tree
1: yeah and and all of a sudden you you record a message yes. hey this week you know here's some information it would call everybody and, yeah. you, and deliver that message yes mm-hmm. you know or and then it was recorded they could call in and listen to it yeah they could but you got to it doesn't matter what technology's out there you, just, you know stop by people's work i would do that on a regular basis I mean, I would try to find okay, hey when you talk take time to recruit, it's like hey, today for lunch or whatever I'm doing, I'm going out and I'm gonna grab lunch you know and and take it to them yeah, or yeah. bring coffee yes. serve and, them, yeah, that's you kind of still do it today, like yeah. that's why like we do the Bible study going back to that, I take like every Monday morning, I take Starbucks to the coaches,
0: that's so great,
1: just on the side just to say, hey, you know the state you know keep contact, yeah. If We don't sit there and meet for an hour. I just drop it off. It's like, you guys are great.
0: Yeah, appreciate you.
1: Yeah. Mm, it's great. Do stuff, little things, and that adds up. It does add up. Now, here's, here's the little caveat, and we'll get out of here. You can't wrap everything up in one hour and say, man, I've not been doing all these things consistently. You have to do all the little things a lot. Mm-hmm. Not one big thing once in a while. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like a lot of little things. A lot of the little things on a regular basis. On a regular
0: basis add up and make for a flourishing volunteer group.
1: Right. It's like, oh, we, you know, hey, we're going to once, you know, in the fall and the spring, we're going to do a big leader. That's when I tell them I love them. It's like, no. That's another, that's a chance to reinforce it to everybody. Mm
0: -hmm. But it's
1: got to be all the little things. Yep. So a little shout out to Darren Whitehead. Yeah. The Extraordinary. Begin with everyday, ordinary, ordinary acts of obedience. it's good.
0: And and that's the principle, really, that we're applying some of these, if we call, can call it the top 10 things, mm. that we're obedient to these things in order to um, equip, train, uh, and, and bless our volunteers on a, not just once a, every six months or once a year, but an ongoing basis. So that's good days right there, Coach. Good days, that's right. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening today. Appreciate it. hope you enjoyed part one and part two of volunteers. This is the lifeblood of your ministry, so spend some time blessing your volunteers this week.
1: Boom. And boom.
0: We would like to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Western University for allowing us to use their podcast studio and their facilities. I also want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Once again, thank you for listening to a couple of old guys talking about ministry principles. We have over 70 years of ministry experience, and we'll see you next week.